0: Okay, Alex. Welcome to the Butt Two Alternatives podcast. Hey, to- thanks, man. You're welcome. <laughs> Today we're gonna be scu- <laughs> Today yeah. we're gonna be discussing self-esteem versus self-confidence. And spicy, super spicy. Yeah. The spice alive. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I need some water. <laughs> You're gonna cool. send it. Inspired by many Saturday morning conversations with some of my best friends, sipping away into coffee crackouts talking about life. In this podcast, my friends and I discuss when we've either made smart choices or most likely didn't, discussing topics all across the board. We're just sharing our experiences, thoughts, and feelings that we hope you can relate to. When I came up with the idea for this podcast, I knew I wanted it to be something you can listen to that feels like you're just sitting here talking with us. So listen and let us know if you can relate. Yeah, so I did a little research and I found out some interesting information. Okay. However, let me first introduce you. This is my friend, Alex Anderson. He works in construction. At one point in time, he conned someone into marriage, and he now owns a business. Yep. He's a Leo, so he's apparently and basically the most interesting person of all time.
1: That's a fair assessment, yeah.
0: (laughs) And he's currently in the process of trying to buy his own home.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm tired of fucking paying other people, you know?
0: Yes, oh. I do. As we sit in the room, I rent. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm very appreciative and grateful for. Yeah, yeah. For whoever's listening. Yeah. Wink, nod. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk about self-confidence versus self-esteem, which at first I thought they were the same thing, and apparently they're not.
1: Yeah, they, they definitely sound similar. Right? Yeah.
0: How do you define self-esteem?
1: Uh, basically what I think of myself right like my self-worth or like the judgments that I place upon myself
0: and how would you define self-confidence
1: the probably like an honest assessment of my abilities versus like what I think about myself so like self-esteem would be more of like things that I think about myself self-confidence would be like my ability to put that out into the world you know what I mean
0: okay so I'm going to read their definitions send it they're both nouns.
1: Fun fact. Go figure. <laughs> self-esteem
0: noun is confidence in one's own worth or abilities. A... Self-respect. Yeah. And it a synonym or something similar is self-respect, self-regard, pride, or dignity. That's your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And then your self-confidence, also a noun, is a feeling of trust in one's abilities, qualities, and judgment. So, similar. Morale, confidence, self-assurance. So, when I read those, I see that self-esteem is your knowledge of your worth. Mm -hmm. And self-confidence is the feeling that you have when acknowledging said worth, I guess. I don't know. It's like more of a... Confidence is more of a feeling. Esteem is more of like a A known fact, right? Yeah. And so... Um, what makes you most want to celebrate yourself?
1: Celebrate myself.
0: Yes. What makes you be like, Mm, I did that.
1: What? I would say it mainly revolves around work. Elaborate. Um, like, that's like 80% of my life, right? Like, I I go to work 8 to 10 hours a day, and depending on what I do or don't get done that day is how I basically feel for the rest of that day. So, like, if I kill it at work, and... Um, I'm on my way home and stuck in traffic like I'm not really thinking about the guy that just cut me off I'm thinking about wow I fucking killed it today you know and so I get a lot of pride out of that and then you have the days that don't go to plan right and things don't happen the way that you think they should and all that kind of stuff and then every single fly on the wall will piss you off (laughs) and so basically like ruins your whole day and a lot of that is just like your pride I would say most of it would be what I do or don't get done with work. And then it has a lot to do with like relationship shit too. I would say like if you're in a relationship a committed one then uh how that person is feeling that day or how they talk to you or if you guys are in an argument like that's definitely going to affect like your worth, your self-worth or your self-confidence cuz you're going to doubt yourself and be like am I doing the right thing or what can I do differently? That kind of stuff money is probably another thing because everybody bases, bases uh, success off of, like, what how many commas are in your bank account, mm-hmm. right? So... Yeah. Personally, I'm broke, so... <laughs> Same, <Same-sies. laughs> Yeah. But, like, it doesn't really matter to me about that kind of stuff, but, like, the other 90% of the world, like, money is a huge measure of success or worth, right? Mm. And... Or materialistic stuff, like who's got the biggest house or the fastest car or the hottest wife or whatever, right? And so, like, all these things play a factor in either your self-worth or the confidence that you have in yourself to perform those things. For me, personally, I don't really care about that materialistic shit. (laughs) It's all about, like, how I feel about myself. And nobody can really take that away from me.
0: Right. Yeah, totally. Well... What makes me want to celebrate myself is my creativity and my yeah. ability. Yeah. I'm like sure. super creative <laughs> and it's not something I always had. At one point in time, after I had my children, this is going to get morbid. <laughs> after I had my kids, I I was young. I was 18 when I had my oldest son. And I thought that that was the epitome of like all of the creation in me came out through him and that was like the best thing that I could ever create and in this same moment in my childish semi-deluded mind at the time long story won't get into it I thought that he took like absorbed all of the creativity out of me because Mm -hmm. prior to that I did a lot of poetry I did a lot of art like I was that weird girl in high school that like got on stage and did spoken word at the talent show. Mm -hmm. So I legit true story. I really hope nobody from high school remembers that it was terrifying. Um, And I thought that I was no longer creative. And recently in the last like year and a half, I started painting again. I got really into like my online creativity. I got really into figuring out how to create things through the computer In terms of art I got back into photography I got back into like designing stuff and like actually caring about my living space and not like feng shui not that Mm -hmm. there's anything wrong with feng shui but just like having it be aesthetically pleasing and comforting and really that kind of stuff so my creativity makes me want to celebrate myself because having it back is something I never thought would happen ever I thought that I'm just gonna live the rest of my life completely uncreative and just a blob. Exist. Yeah, like, yeah. you know that commercial where there's, like, the little person, the little blob person bouncing around, and there's the rain cloud hovering <laughs> yeah, over yeah, it? Yeah. I thought that was just going to be me for, like, ever. <laughs> like, the depression commercial. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. But, no. Then my creativity came back.
1: What What made that switch in your head to decide to get, like, back into that kind of stuff?
0: I went through a really, oddly enough, I went through a really, like, sad time and like bout of you know emotional depression or lacking happiness i'm not a doctor so i don't know that it was like actually like a depression episode but i just started painting i was like this is something i used to love i want to see if i'm still good at it i Mm. know it makes me feel better and i know it makes me feel happy to be able to create and so i just started painting and i was um like working with another girl very closely through the program reading this book and called drop the rock and in it it talked about like the creation of something outside of yourself and i was like I like art <laughs> so i was like i'm gonna try art and see yeah. if that will make me feel better and it did and it spiraled into a bunch of other things i started painting i started like making candles lots of different things many yeah. many things
1: a lot more outlets tons of outlets yeah, yeah. And it... The only reason why I ask is because I went through a similar thing. And it seems like that's like a pretty common thread to get people back into that mindset is that typically it's like a low point in somebody's life or, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, like a sufficient amount of internal pain, right, Mm -hmm. to make people want to do something different. Yep. Yeah. It's not just like a, oh, I had a bad Tuesday. Yeah. I think I'm going to change my entire life. It's like a typically a pretty dramatic thing that happens to somebody. So like for me, again, it was work related, right? Like I was, I was a marble Mason in cool. in the union for a while. And I just got tired of destroying my body and dealing with the negativity of just the general environment around construction you guys. Like I've been around construction my entire life, but like these guys were kind of, uh, dicks. Oh well. Yeah. So like they were they were. (laughs) Yeah. But like that part never really bothered me a whole lot. It was just like the constant grind of never feeling like you did something right. (laughs) Like you were always doing something wrong. And like internally battling with getting up and going to work just because your body hurt every day and like all this stuff. Like I just got to a point where I was fucking tired of everything. And it bled into the rest of my life. Finances and relationships and not only with my wife, but with other people and I just wasn't available, right? So I had to change something. So I started my own business I've been happy ever since because I get to call the shots. I get to be that creative person I get to yeah. put my ideas into a construction job Legit. So yeah, same same Samsung. Yeah,
0: time same, Yeah <laughs> um, When was the first time you felt your self-confidence falter or you questioned yourself? Can you remember the first
1: time the first time? Mm-hmm. Um, back to childhood. here we go. <laughs> yeah. um I'd say probably I was probably six or seven, something like that. and my dad was has been in construction his whole life too, and so I started swinging a hammer before I could pull up my own pants. so um I think the first time I thought that I wasn't like uh living up to a standard, if that makes sense or started doubting myself Mm -hmm. would be, I was like six or seven and I couldn't, I couldn't pull out this, I was tearing apart my dad's deck and he was just having me pull nails out of the deck Mm -hmm. and I couldn't pull out this nail and he came over to me and just like grabbed it with his hand and pulled it out and just like looked at me like I was a fucking idiot, you know, I was just like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and he still does that shit to this day. But like, (laughs) that's a very small incident, Mm -hmm. but like, I still felt the worthlessness, Mm -hmm. like I wasn't, I should have been able to do something that I couldn't do. Yeah. That was maybe a physical thing, but like an emotional thing would probably be, you know, like I was probably 13, 14 and not the popular, nope. I got a better one. So the first one I was in elementary school, it's probably eight, seven or eight, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I never had any friends. Because I was a fat kid in in school, right? Welcome to the club. Fuck yeah, Fluffy Squad. <laughs> so I uh, I was probably 190 200 pounds in like fifth sixth grade, mm-hmm. and um, so I got picked on a lot. Never had a whole lot of friends. Never had you know a girlfriend or anything like that. And like all the popular kids, like never really wanted to hang out with me, right? And eventually, I um, got to a point where uh, I just, I just didn't want to be in school anymore. Mm-hmm. and just because I never felt accepted and I doubted that I could even be worth befriending somebody oh, can't you know? relate <laughs> Right? and so Stampsies. yeah and so what I would do is I would hide behind all these characters if you want to call it that that I made up right all these different personas or masks that I hid behind
0: I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> weird <right? laughs>
1: common threads so um so I would pretend to be into sports, or I would tend to pretend to be um, into, uh, you know, outdoorsy shit, or mm-hmm. pretend to be into rap music, or pretend to be into country, or rock, or, you know, just to try and find out, like, where I fit. Put right? on the mask. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I carried that all the way through high school, because it made me feel accepted. And I could be friends with everybody instead of just one or two people that I thought were cool. Yeah, that was probably, I doubt myself constantly, but I hide behind s- s- false sense of pride, if that makes sense. Same. same Z.
0: Mine was probably around the same age. I will actually never forget it. So I had gone to a different school in first and half of second grade. So I was in second grade, so I must have been, let me paint the
1: picture Oh, actually, I did, too. I transferred school in first grade. Yeah,
0: yeah, I halfway through second grade, I transferred school. We had lived in Portland, or in Tualatin, to be exact, mm-hmm. exact down in Oregon, yeah. and moved back up here uh, halfway through second grade. And I had already had all my friends from down there. I had already had all my people from down there. And what ended up happening was is I had to just... Start to make all these new friends, and I wore these shoes that I thought were the coolest shoes ever they They were like so nineties like this is like nineteen ninety seven I'd have no idea what brand they were, but <laughs> they were like they had like little tiny heels on them, and they were like thick, chunky shoes, and they were corduroy with buttons on the top.
1: Oh, God, that makes me so happy on the inside.
0: (laughs) I bet it does. I wish I had a picture. But they had, like, bright-colored, different size buttons and, like, different shapes on the top, and I thought they were the coolest shoes in the entire world, and I will never forget. I remember her name, but I shall not slander her. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, I will never forget this girl made fun of my shoes. Oh, headphone adjustment. Yeah, we're good. (laughs) This girl made fun of my shoes, and I pretended to be sick. And went and hid in the nurse's office. And I did that a lot when I went to the elementary school. I will not slander it either. (laughs) When I went to the elementary school that I went to, I would pretend to be sick and just go hide in the nurse's office because it got me out of class. Because all these kids, keep in mind, had gone to school together since like pre-pre-K. Yeah. We're talking about like... Daycare. Yeah, daycare. (laughs) Because their moms are all like independent women, like having their own careers, like doing their thing. I grew up in a very like wealthy area and so like these women did their own thing like I'm sure some of them were stay-at-home moms I'm positive of that but they had all known each other since they were like in diapers and here I come you know six years into their friendships and mm-hmm. they're just like who is this new tall chunky weirdo wearing the corduroy shoes with the buttons <laughs> on them Ew. you can't sit with us and then so that was the first time I felt like like, because before that, like, I can climb trees with the boys and I can play dolls and Barbies with the girls and I can run faster than anybody I knew in Tualatin that I grew up with. I was like a speed demon. Mm-hmm. My Indian name that I was given in oh, second boy. grade by my teacher was running antelope <laughs> so needless to say i was fast and <laughs> that's true story and i came into this new school with no friends knowing no one because of like some clothes that i was wearing they didn't think i was cool and i remember like looking at her in that moment and putting on that mask and being like before what are those looking at her and being like what are those yeah. <laughs> like to her own shoes and being like mine are amazing <laughs> screw you yeah in like my seven to eight year old boys however old I was at the time, but then after that, the first time that I truly, like, like, my confidence completely faltered and shattered, and I was like, I am not worthy, was in fifth grade. I... What's it called? Like went through puberty or whatever girls do Um, super early. And so I started getting a little chest and (laughs) (laughs) I I like started getting curves, right? I started getting like female curves in fifth grade, which was before every other girl in my class. At this point, some of those girls from the shoe story I'd played soccer with for like three years at this time so we had like semi-adjusted into friendship but they knew I didn't like them because they picked on me for my shoes three years before anyways um (laughs) so someone called out a resentment yeah I still held on to the resentment and I definitely did up until like two years ago and now I'm just like we were babies like whatever (laughs) we picked on each other for silly things however this one thing is no longer a resentment but it's something that definitely like shaped me as a person and my Mm -hmm. feelings of myself we were at one of my friend's birthday parties. It was a really fun birthday party until we were all upstairs in her bedroom listening to In Sync. It was like the entire soccer team, so like eight of us, nine of us, and me, of course. They were all trading clothes because they were all similar sizes. Now, mind you, I'm like five four, five five at this time already, so I'm taller than all of them. I'm, you know, we're all, where they're all like little girls' size, like zero to three mm-hmm. i'm like already wearing a size nine to twelve mm-hmm. like i don't remember how exactly big i was but i was a chunker mm-hmm. at least i thought i was
1: the, yeah I, I used to be the same way they used to call it like it was like the husky section in jc penny right yes. yeah <laughs> and so
0: like but like now looking back on it i realized like i just had a lot of baby fat but at that time in my mind, I was like morbidly obese, like right, yeah. m- my 500 pound life in my brain. <laughs> but like that was not my reality. Mm-hmm. I was not there. And this girl, she held up this shirt. That was the girl who had originally made fun of me for the button shoes. It was oh. her shirt.
1: Oh, this is going to get good. Big
0: facts. I just put those two together right now in my mind. <laughs> she held up this shirt and she was like, oh my gosh, Crystal, this one has a picture of you on it. <laughs> and, I, and this girl never talked to me. She was like the most popular of all of the girls in school, let alone she was like on our soccer team and she still didn't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I've had multiple sleepovers with this person and we like she maybe said two words to me ever until then. And I was like, what? Like, I was like excited that she was like paying me any mind. Right. right because when yeah. you're a child, those things fricking matter to you. If For you sure. want to say that they don't like, tell me what book you read. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I will buy it. Actually, I'll get it on audible. Cause, yeah. Yeah. That's me. But she said that. And I like set up to walk over to see if it would actually fit me. And she turns it around. And it's got a picture of Buddha on it, like, big, fat belly Buddha,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she goes, see, the stomach's the same, and I was like, okay,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I ran downstairs, and I literally cried all night long, and, like, hid in the living room, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I was like, I will never, ever be cool enough for these people, they will never, ever like me, yeah,
1: but yeah, now a, I don't care, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, there's a couple instances where I dealt with similar things, you know, from, like, a guy's perspective, like. Typically it's all like materialistic shit. Like mm-hmm. well, I guess girls too, but it's like who's got the nicer clothes or the the best fucking pedal bike to get to school or right. if you can skateboard or whose like, helmet is cooler. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or or who had like the best hair or fucking
0: shoes. Men in their shoes, man. That's yeah, a thing. That's, yeah, that's a thing.
1: For sure. I remember I had a similar experience when I was younger. It was, like, probably fifth fifth or sixth grade, something like that, and somebody made fun of me because, like, I grew up humble, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, my parents were never really, like, rich by any means, but, like, they, it, it was a humble beginning, right? Like, yeah. they did everything that they can, and, and I never, I never went without, you know, and, uh. So it was kind of a one of those things where I I wore like the recycled shoes that their hand me downs so like the goodwill stuff for a long time, and I got bullied about it. And then I said something to my, um, I said something to my mom about, you know, clothes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I saw like what the popular kids were wearing, right? Yeah. And so like the next week, I showed up to school in like the light tan suede like Fubu jumpsuit type thing.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
1: and, like, Air Check Force. Check
0: out my Sean John. Uh. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> oh right. God. Like um,
0: What was that stuff called? Rhino? We had the Rhino on Elements?
1: And, like, the brand new. That stuff was fly, new... okay? You were Fuck the coolest yeah. kid in school. Fuck yeah. And then I had, like, the brand new, like, Air Force ones and, mm. like.
0: The black ones or the white ones?
1: They were tan. They matched my jumpsuit. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: They just, like, new release, right? Like, I was balling out of control. Mm-hmm swag
0: guaranteed your mom could not stand to see the pain in your face and she was like we're making this happen <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it was yeah my mom was my biggest fan so yeah it was it was kind of funny and i showed up to school that, like that and um i just thought i was the hottest shit since sliced bread you know yeah and uh still wasn't accepted right and it's like well fuck now what <laughs> you know exactly eventually you know trial and error Eventually, you realize that none of that shit matters. If you can walk up to somebody, anybody, and just be genuine, like, just be yourself, like, that's what people can relate to, and that's what people appreciate. Like, I'm not going to try and pretend to be what you, what I think you think what I want to, you to, me to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, completely unrealistic, and it's a lot easier just to be yourself. Yeah. Like, and I'm not going to accept- put on
0: the mask anymore to please you. Yeah. I and retired, that's thing a long time ago
1: yeah and if and like that's where like the self-esteem comes in is like self love it's like if mm-hmm. you can love yourself that's all you need like if if you're uh, if you're relying on other people's judgment of yourself for your own self-worth like that's ass backwards yep so it needs to come from within otherwise it doesn't mean anything it's all superficial
0: well and i think today let's rag on social media for a second <laughs> i think today like largely like from my perspective as somebody who is technically a millennial, but I'm not like I'm a on the border. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I'm well, actually no. I saw this new thing where they like define millennials starting in like the early eighties and I'm like, What? Yeah. In my mind, a millennial is like ninety five and up.
1: That's what I've always thought. Right? I'm like ninety one.
0: So am I. Yeah. And so I always thought, like, no, I'm not a millennial. Like I remember Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake in the Mac- in the Mickey Mouse Club. I saw an Aaron Carter
1: CD yesterday.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> I was about that. You know that candy song? Me and my friends would bump it. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure... Like, okay, so the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, they were, like, a little bit older than all of us, right? Like, the girls that I grew up with. But then, like, Aaron Carter, Nick Carter's little brother, is, like, our same age. So we were, like, (laughs) you know, just, like, heartthrob, oh, my gosh, I'll be his candy. (laughs) Yes. Okay, but back on top.
1: Okay.
0: What I was going to say is I've noticed that... What today, they're called something else. They're not called millennials. The generation that's like technically a step below us, that's all born like in the 2000s and up or whatever, that are just turning like 18, 19, whatever. They're like seeking that validation from other people liking them with, yes, literal likes or whatever. But when I was younger- The social media generation. Yeah, the social media generation who really are, you know, look from my perspective, looking for that validation from followers and likes and all of that- random strangers and i don't know about y'all but my mama taught me about stranger danger so mm-hmm. i don't care if some strangers <laughs> like me yeah the people who i care about whether or not they like me because i still still care about people's opinions but i care about the people who i care about's opinions and the people who i know care about me Right. i care, i want to make sure that like not only am i making myself proud but i'm making them proud too because i want to be somebody that they can be like this is my amazing friend who you should want to be friends with too, because right. she's like the coolest person ever.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people get caught up, which I think social media has made this problem worse in a sense, but people look at quantity over quality. Right. In people, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, Oh, I have like a million fucking likes on this picture. It's like one that's fake as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a million people like congratulations. You're completely, I don't, I don't even know a word for it, but anyway, um, if I have, like, ten people that are that I'm really close with, like, my circle's small, right? Mm-hmm. And I can count on those ten people, that gives me the same feeling as having that million fucking likes.
0: Exactly. You
1: know what I mean? But... It's real.
0: Because it's it's not just a like, it's a love, right? Yeah. Like it's, exactly. It's yeah. like they support me, they love me, they want me to succeed, and they know that I feel the same way. Yeah. For them.
1: With no strings attached. Yeah. like with no, no motives, no fuck no exactly. agenda,
0: no like yeah. no ill will or mm-hmm. like malicious intent or like snide type of like <laughs> good job. <laughs> whatever
1: yeah no it's like there's no animosity there's just there's just love and acceptance yeah and that makes me feel just as good as having that million fucking views or whatever like I'm I would rather have 10 people that I can count on that love me that I respect that I love than 10,000 fucking fake people that exactly are just there for an opinion you know mm-hmm. and, and to
0: watch the show
1: exactly right yeah they they bought a ticket for the show and they just want to see how you destroy or build your life so they can tear it apart or build you up yeah so it's like eh, i'm good yeah exactly i
0: don't i don't like having people around me today which i'm still learning how to do that i know are only cheering me on when it's something to cheer for but like with the second i falter or fall or anything they're just like knew it i was only nice to her because like clearly she needed it fuck off
1: yeah the pity yeah yeah
0: the fair weather friends
1: yeah you can say that
0: yeah i don't mess with fair weather people i mean we live in seattle there's not much fair (laughs) weather around here people
1: yeah well if i the only reason i have any social media really is like my facebook is for my family just so i can keep in contact with people and like hang out or to like recovery stuff like keep in contact with people that don't really necessarily live by me. If I didn't need that, I wouldn't have a Facebook. Um, really? Instagram, I have one, don't know how to use it. And I just, I, I look at gun stuff and truck stuff. Just, I like, I like that stuff. So uh, legit. yeah, that's the only reason why I have social media. <laughs> well,
0: I found in a lot of my research that I was doing most of the statistics I found, fun fact, it's incredibly hard to find statistics on male self-esteem. Yeah. And.
1: Uh, Well, I bet that's probably because a lot of them wouldn't admit to it.
0: Right? That's what I was thinking, too, when I was looking at it. I was like, maybe it's because the guys are just like, no, I'm good. I'm, like, strong and confident.
1: Yeah. Guys, don't fucking cry. Yeah.
0: Right? (laughs) And I was thinking, like, that must be it. But most of the statistics were about girls and. A lot of it was outdated, but the stuff that I would find that was current was all reflecting around social media and how social media directly affects female self-esteem because they're looking at Instagram models or whatever. And for me, that's not my experience with social media. I love my social media because... Not only does it allow me to see, like, I have a really good friend from seventh grade who lives in New Orleans, super far away. And I rarely, if ever, talk to her, like, maybe, maybe once a year. Yeah. But I, like, see everything that she posts and I'm just like, yes, slay. Right. Because when I, I changed schools again when I was in the sixth going into the seventh grade. She was, like, the only person that I had. Yeah. Like, she, I'm totally tearing up, she... <laughs> Really made me feel, like, welcome and wanted and needed and loved. Yeah. As, like, a child. Like, I'm 11. Yeah. I don't know how old I was at the time. I think, like, 11 or 12. And mm, I was definitely 12 because I'm in 7th grade. And she was just, like, the coolest, sweetest person. And she, like, went away to college and, like, did all these amazing things that I respect and I admire. And so, like, I don't need to talk to her to admire her and cheer her on. And, like, my one like on her picture doesn't tell her anything. Then, like, I'm still watching. I'm still here. I still right. like respect the hell out of you. And then I have other friends or, like, my cousins that live across the country. Or my grandma who lives across the country who I never see yeah. or don't see often enough. I see her sometimes, very rarely. Also, like, once a year. And I have, you know, friends that... I just don't talk to anymore because the lifestyle I choose to that we choose to live, right? right? Yeah. And so I just don't communicate with them. But they were never a negative influence, and so I still get to see how they're doing. And anybody else that who is a negative influence or who, who negatively impacts my esteem, at this point in my life today, Facebook has this awesome tool where you can mute. You don't have to unfriend them. You can just mute them. If it's really like to the point where you need to like unfriend them because they're such an unhealthy person, you can just you know, remove them from that aspect of your life entirely. But there's a lot of people for me, I just mute them because there's no animosity. There's no ill will. I just don't want to see your hundreds of pictures of you smoking a blunt. <laughs> I don't think that's necessary <laughs> to put on your social media. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and... keep that in your bedroom. <laughs> Along with a lot of other things on yeah. the Instagram, ladies. Yeah. Well, back to my statistics yeah. then. Yeah. So I found out that seven out of ten girls have low self-esteem and i couldn't find anything on boys or men i like looked in a lot of places i wish i wrote down the source of this but i don't have it and that's like teenage girls have Mm -hmm. low self-esteem so it's like 70 percent of teenage girls have low self-esteem which seems pretty accurate do we all show it did we all show it? No, because I'm sure a lot of the girls that I was looking at when I was a teenager are thinking, gosh, why can't I be as confident as them and just like have as many friends as they do? I'm probably wasn't at any point in time sitting there and thinking they're probably having the same conversation with themselves right now.
1: Right. They you just know? show it differently. Exactly. Yeah. And I've noticed that a lot for guys. It's probably not exactly like it's probably not that high, mm-hmm. um, but I it's called probably. Ten friends and asked. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's probably fifty to sixty percent with dudes. Yeah. I would say, but we show it in a lot of different ways. Um, so, like, we overcompensate by, um, you know, working out. Yeah. You know, or
0: belt notches. Let's be honest. If you don't know what that means, oh yeah, look it up
1: <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Trying, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Pulling chicks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Reeling them in. Facts. Um, yeah. Or, uh, I mean, pretty much everything we do is a competition. Who can catch the biggest fish, who can put down the biggest buck, or who can build the biggest tower, who can make the mm-hmm. most money, who has the hottest life, who has the fastest car, who has the biggest truck, who has the... Yeah, you know, Dawn of Time
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah. I am He-Man.
1: Yeah. Oh. It's just a bunch of dick measuring. That's all it is. Yeah. And, it's,
0: it's all the laying it on the table stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then... Uh, Not necessarily
0: with everyone. We won't blanket people, but... Well,
1: I feel Obviously, this isn't Obviously, this is a general thing, right. but like I would say body image for me or self-confidence or, or self-esteem for me when I was younger, I dealt with a lot of the same things that you dealt with, right? Like I was constantly overweight. I was constantly made fun of, um, didn't have the nice clothes or did, didn't have the right shoes or wore the right hats or you know, whatever I thought it was. Right. And even when
0: I did, it was wrong.
1: Exactly. Right. And it was all like a facade in high school, I think, is where I started to find my, my niche mm-hmm. and where I felt truly comfortable because that's like who I was. And a lot of people would call that like the redneck crown, but like, that's just where I felt Okay, home. Mr. Motocross, let's be real.
0: You were the redneck crown. <laughs>
1: uh, <yeah. laughs> let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. So like, I- Still legit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's accurate. But like, I think that wherever, whatever click that you fit into air quotes, all it is, is being genuine with yourself first. Mm-hmm. It's like, do I need everyone in my school to like me? Or do I want just a couple of really good friends? I'll tell you right now, high school friends are bullshit. <laughs> Facts. I literally talked to one person and I thought, I, I mean, I was pretty popular, right? Like I was kind of the shit in high school. Same
0: size, but
1: <laughs> but mm. how how real was all that, right? <clears throat> so like
0: it was circumstantial.
1: Ten years later, I'm I I literally have maybe out of I would say the fifty people that I would consider good friends in high school that I had, I talked to maybe one or two. One for sure, this dude named Ricky. And me and him go back to even middle school. But like we were friends no matter who we hung out with no matter what career path we had, no matter what bad decisions we made or didn't make or anything, like, we were still friends. Right. And, like, that matters. Like, it's not, like, the, it's not the superficial shit that matters. It's, like, really, truly accepting somebody for who they are and not what they have or what they look like. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And that was, that's kind of the same for me. I don't necessarily talk to anyone that i went to high school with randomly some dudes from high school will slide into my dms like just being completely (laughs) honest and it does give me a boost of self-confidence to be quite frank but i a little less than three years ago decided to cut anybody and everybody out of my life who wasn't going down the same lifestyle path that i was just for my own sanity because i the toxic
1: relationships
0: not even just a not even Like, not just the toxic relationships, but all of them, because I would love to know that I'm normal, and that would be great, and especially (laughs) when I first made that lifestyle choice, I decided that if I'm really going to do this, I just need to immerse myself in everything recovery, and that was one of the smartest choices I ever made for myself, because I know from previous experience, when I try and hang out... With the people who I know loved me, who I'm sure, who I hope still love me, I just want to be normal with them. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to, you know, do normal 20-year-old, you know, 20s-year-old stuff. And, <laughs> We're not 20
1: anymore. Well, you know what I mean? Like, in your <laughs> yeah. 20s, like,
0: yeah. your, your fun time stuff with them, you know, going out to bars or smoking a little weed here and there. Yeah. You know, doing that type of thing and I can't and because I have a disease and so I made the choice to just stop talking to them and I know now from experience like I just saw someone the other day I went to visit my brother someone that we both went to high school with I barely recognized him it's been so long right and he was just like oh my god it's so good to see you whereas in my mind the fear behind seeing people from the past and so long is like oh my god what are you doing here? Yeah. You know, or they're just like, <coughs> yeah. but it was like the total opposite because my brain tells me something else.
1: Yeah. And I had a similar thought, like somebody started like a 10 year anniversary for my high school reunion or whatever, which still blows my mind. I can't believe it's been 10 years already, but
0: I just got that invite too. I didn't yeah. go. And so like,
1: I like thought my, about it and was like, <laughs> <laughs> my, my pride, my ego gets in my head and be like, what are these people going to think about me? Same. That's exactly, right? yeah. <laughs> That's exactly why I
0: didn't and go. Yeah. That's exactly why I didn't go. And
1: like, what if they're more successful than me? Does that make me a failure? So basically what I did is I'm like, still
0: a chunker. They're not going <laughs> to like me. That was my entire thought.
1: Yeah. And uh yeah, me too. And uh so what ended up happening was like, basically I was just completely transparent and I just stopped giving a fuck. And so on our Facebook page or whatever- They started a thread about, like, give us an update about your life or whatever. And I was like, check it out. Dropped out in fucking 10th grade. Started doing drugs. (laughs) Was homeless for a while to completely destroy my life. Stole and lied from everybody I care about. And ran that into the ground till I was 23. Went to treatment. Now I got five years clean. Blah, blah, blah. And I took what I thought people would think out of it. Right. And what I got in return was love. You know what I mean like a lot of people that I never really considered close to me but like they knew me mm-hmm we just like dude like that's powerful and you're an inspiration I'm so happy that you're happy and a lot of that kind of stuff so me getting in my head and putting that label on myself about oh they're just gonna judge me if I ignore that and I just be vulnerable and be tr- transparent and genuine it's pretty like you don't know what's gonna happen and I didn't get one person, even the people that I thought would be pissed off from me because I screwed over a lot of people in high school too. You know, they were still, it was all love yeah. and they were just happy for me.
0: I just creepered from afar. I just watched all the posts yeah. on the Facebook page. I did that too. But <laughs> <laughs> and then they started posting pictures of it afterwards and I was like, oh my God, that person went, I wish I would have seen them. And, uh, like I do miss them. Oh my goodness. I forgot about her. And then I was like, shit, I shouldn't have, so like opposite experience, I shouldn't have let myself get into my own head and I should have gone. Right. And regardless of what they, what I think they thought or they yeah. feel, it's I should have false, just, total false, like, totally like, delusion the, Yeah, exactly. because I'm sure like I got the invite and I'm sure whoever sent me the invite, cause it wasn't, it definitely wasn't the initial invite. It definitely was after the fact <laughs> who had already been like hella posts from like days prior when I finally saw the invite. But I got the invite. I'm sure whoever actually sent me the invite wanted to see me. Yeah. And, like, in retrospect, I'm like, I should have gone because this person wanted to see me. And, like, I wish I had that memory of, like, going and everything. But at the same time, like, everyone that I went to high school with, or everyone who was there, Mm -hmm. as far as I could tell from the pictures, is still, like, drinking and doing their thing. And I wouldn't have been able to handle 20 minutes there. I know myself well enough that I would have walked in and just been like, I need to get out of here. Not that like I would have wanted to drink or anything. It just been like, uncomfortable. I'm going to sit here with my Gatorade. Yeah. (laughs) Like feel awkward and uncomfortable. And get
1: a root beer, like in the glass bottle to make it look like you're drinking. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just
0: to feel some type of normal. But at the same time, like seeing all those photos, I was like, wow, how we all have changed is so immense. And it yeah. was like slightly a boost to my confidence at the same time. Cause I was like, I'm not the only person who doesn't still look like a 17 year old. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. And a lot of it was like, like for me, the realization that I got out of that specific uh, experience. Was that self-esteem or self-confidence or the lack thereof can keep us in fear Mm -hmm. and start to affect our ambitions and like the goals that we set out for ourselves and can keep us from doing shit. Yep. You know what I mean? Like... Even if it's just, like, going hiking. Oh, yeah. Something super simple, right? That's
0: so personal, Alex. How dare you?
1: (laughs) No, I'm just saying, like... I totally agree. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll never be able to hike that hike or spend time with these people or Mm -hmm. experience what they experience until... And and it's all in your head. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, I'm not worthy of hiking. It's like, no, dude. Like, just fucking do it. I was literally
0: thinking that, like, yesterday. That's so ironic. Yeah. That's so fucking hilarious. I'm not even kidding. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I want to go on a hike. And then my brain was like, but you can't. Yeah. Because yeah. And it just went off. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go home and watch Netflix now. Fine.
1: I'm the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like ridiculous. And it's crazy. Perfect segue, actually. How has your self esteem gotten better as you've grown up? Like, has it, like, we've just kind of talked about it and touched on yeah. it, but like, has it, gotten to a point where like, you remember this one time you didn't do something. And then now today you did it without even thinking about yeah. the time where you didn't do it.
1: Uh-huh. I'd say, I mean, obviously internalizing my problems and looking inward instead of outward helps. Right? Yeah. But like in general talk, like I would say that I think my give a fuck broke. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just stopped caring about what other people thinks because one, it wasn't, it, it didn't hold any power anymore my self-worth and what i thought about me was more important than what others may or may not think and uh i think that that really like the the turning point obviously was like probably like when i got sober yeah right but like um i think the best advice i ever got was from my ex in high school right the irony the the only thing that i'm gonna give her um (laughs) well tell her how you really feel but she said that i am incapable of loving somebody until i learn how to love myself right and 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 then she broke up with me but of course (laughs) yeah
0: what else would come next yeah
1: and so um that's pretty real right like Mm -hmm. if i don't love myself how can i even show love or you can insert any other emotion there. You know, if, if I don't respect myself, how do I show respect? If I don't trust myself, how do I show trust? Facts. You know, anything like that, right? And so when I stopped caring about what I thought other people's expectations were of me, then I was able to just be. Like, yeah. just do the best I could that time or that day. Yeah. You do that over and over and over again. And before... It felt like a lot of effort and a lot of self motivation, right? Like, mm-hmm. like trying to force yourself to think that way. But just like anything else, you practice. Um, eventually, it just became second nature.
0: That recently happened for me.
1: Yeah, and so I just, I just live today. It's a lot easier to not feel like. You have to meet other people's expectations. You can just do the best you can do. And whatever that looks like, it looks like. No one on this fucking earth has perfect days. Day after day after day. Like, it's not possible. Life doesn't work that way. As soon as I learned how to accept life...
0: There's a Kalani song about that. (laughs) It's really good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, As soon as I learned how to accept, like, myself and my circumstances, then, uh, you know, what is there to be fearful of? Like, just go for it. If you if you have doubts, if you have fears, if you have if you're scared, like that's normal. Just because you feel that way doesn't mean you shouldn't go after a goal or yep. anything. You know what I mean? So like but, you know, referring back to the question, I think obviously I had to work on myself first. And that happened when I got sober. Just as a byproduct of the program and stuff, but like yeah.
0: um learning to let go of fear and all of that.
1: Yeah. Still learning. If I was going to put it in like general like for everybody, you know what I mean? It's when you put the shovel down and stop digging the hole that you can't crawl out of, you know? You know, another really good piece of advice that I got from a really good friend of mine, James, uh, you know, he told me that pain and discomfort is the catalyst of growth and change. Mm. And so, I mean, if you're in enough discomfort and you're in enough pain about your own life, like you're going to change something.
0: Yep. That's what I recently went through.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I stopped. I realized that a total direct reflection of, like, high school and being worried about, like, what those girls thought and what other girls felt about me was actually happening to me as a 28-year-old grown woman, physically, at least. <laughs> and <laughs> I realized that I can no longer live in the same mentality that if the cool girls don't like me, then I'm not likable. And I was like, I freaking love myself. I'm pretty cool. Yeah. i I'm a pretty, like, sweet, genuine person. I have my freaking days. Don't get me wrong. Right. A lot of people love to use the I word, aka intimidating, to <laughs> describe me. But at, like, the end of the day, I just want, like, people to like me and know that I like them back. Yeah. Like, it, it is a very rare scenario where I meet someone and immediately write, snap, there's some ASMR. <laughs> and I immediately write them off and I'm like, I just don't like that person. Yeah. Like I, I like to formulate opinions on people and I want the same thing in return. Right. So it was like, how are you talking about how, how are you going to trust other people if you don't trust yourself? How are you going to respect other people if you don't respect yourself? For me, it's like, how am I going to, how do, how will I know that people are getting to know me if I'm not letting myself get to know them? Yeah. So I'm trying to learn how to do that now and how to like be more open because I am a pretty closed off person. But, and that's
1: a, that's a really big issue just in general life today, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like everybody has an opinion, and everybody wants their opinion to be right, or yep. their judgment, right, over somebody. And it's tiring. It's exhausting. <laughs> like, I can't. I don't know how people have the energy to fucking fight online about their favorite fucking flavor of Oreos or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> for real.
0: I mean, I like having, like back and forth tete tete conversations with people where it's like if our opinions differ, then like maybe you can help mine grow or change in some way by inserting yours into my perspective and yeah. allowing me to change it. I enjoy that, but when it's like the you either agree with my opinion or you're wrong. Right. And, and therefore you're not worthy. Yeah. Like fuck off. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. Like go and away. You are not welcome a, here.
1: It's yeah and it's I don't know if it was the way that people were raised or or whatever the fuck it is, but like, I was raised to accept people for who they are, even if they are different or hold Mm -hmm. a different view of what I think is right or wrong. I mean, there is a line, but like, still, even if you don't agree with me, like, it doesn't mean that we can't be friends or be civil. You know what I mean?
0: I have friends that I totally don't agree with on a lot of stuff, but at the same time, I appreciate them as a person. So it's like...
1: And, like, I don't know Whatever. if people, like, know how to distinguish that. But anyway. Same. Yeah.
0: I would have to agree.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Absolutely. Does anything personal to you define your worth?
1: I would probably have to say either my work mm-hmm. or, um, you know, like, my relationship. Yeah. Like, with my wife.
0: Like, her love for you. Yeah. Her respect for you, rather. Yeah. Which,
1: totally. like, she's, like, my rock. Right. Like she keeps me centered. I've noticed. 95% of the (laughs) time. And yeah, that other 5% is where I have to find it through work or the guys that I keep close to me, Mm -hmm. like my my circle of guys, Mm -hmm. right? Like I, I lean on them a lot for not only, you know, motivation and accountability, but like just like brotherly love. You know what I mean? Yep. So I would say in a really big general way, like I would probably say love. In general, whether it's emotional or physical or spiritual or or financial, whatever, like I would say, just like understanding and love would be where I get worth from. Yeah. Just because like I struggled with that a lot when I was younger, coming from like a an abusive household or whatever. Like I I always felt different. I always felt not good enough because either I wasn't getting the love that I thought that I wanted. Or I wasn't making the right friends like we talked about or whatever it was. Like I just never felt accepted. So like love and acceptance, I think I would say those are the two things where I get worth from if I was looking externally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mine is kindness. How kind of being to others and how kind of being to self. Yeah. Because when I'm feeling some type of way, usually about something that has to do with me because I tend to only care about myself. <laughs> <Weird>. Um <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> I get really unkind to myself and then it goes outward and I get really unkind to others so then of course you know people reflect people right so people start being from my perception unkind to me I'm so good at going into victim role and being like well they're not being nice to me <laughs> so yeah right and then I'm like what so this cake? justifies it validates it makes me right yeah and, and then, then I
1: get I, I do the same thing and then my my group of guys would be like what's your favorite flavor of cake I'm like what and they're like yeah I want to get your favorite flavor of cake for the pity party that you're throwing right Right. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) So like, I know that I am worthy, that what I'm doing is a worthy act, how I'm treating people is worth something if it comes from kindness. So like love essentially, but truly like kindness, like genuine, no, no intentions or anything just like out of kindness. Yeah. And that is, oh no, sorry, not right now. That is how... I know mm-hmm. that kindness is working.
1: Yeah, I'd say I, I could get behind that, too. I guess just because, like, another thing that I... One of those other masks that I wore a lot was violence. Like, gaining respect through...
0: Oh, yeah, I was hard.
1: Yeah, I feel it. <laughs> you know, beating the shit out of people. And, <laughs> or, or getting in fights for no fucking reason. So that's, you know, for from a guy's point of view, anyway. Like, you're the toughest guy on the block or whatever type shit. And... So, I've heard a lot that I've been, I I look intimidating also, right? Like, I don't think that, you know, I'm a a bigger dude, but, like, every single person that actually gets to know me says that I'm, like, a teddy bear, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I look like a bear, (laughs) (laughs) but on the inside, I'm full of fucking soft, squishy fucking butterflies and shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right whatever honestly like today like i'm a pretty nice dude 90 mm-hmm. percent of the time but like
0: push the red button uh, you gonna find
1: out well i mean yeah and that just has like don't cross like my vo- my morals or my, v- or my values right like I, I know and i've said this since i was younger you know there's only three things that you don't mess with is my truck my girl uh or my family or whatever I and thought you were
0: that, gonna say my dog. And,
1: <laughs> no, that's the third one. That's the or third Or my dog. Yeah, or my dog. Don't mess with those three things. <laughs> right. Truck, dog, family. Yeah. Not in that order, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, that, that made me think a little bit too. It's like, I mean, even though we've come from different places and stuff, like, I don't really think it, what defines you is where you come from or, or yeah. you know, what you've been through. It's just who you are. And like, girl, guy, whatever, black, white, yellow, purple doesn't matter you know Mm -hmm. gay straight whatever like it's all the same shit we all deal with the same stuff and if people find that i mean if if you can just walk through life with one probably being tolerance of other people Mm -hmm. and understanding and love then like that's probably what you're going to receive most of the time
0: you get what you give yeah totally well i took a self-esteem test that I'm gonna actually make you take two. I meant to do it before we started recording, but too so late for that now. Mm-hmm. And I scored a 47. And out of what? I think it's out of 100.
1: <laughs> so, so, it
0: was a little on the low end.
1: So that's <laughs> an
0: F. <okay. laughs> so shocker.
1: Well, I mean that's every grade that I ever had, so I'm mm, probably fun. fine. <laughs> it's fine.
0: It was from Psychology Today, and it was called the self-esteem test. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down a little summary of my score. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. (laughs) I'm a podcaster. My summary said that I don't handle rejection well. Uh, Approval matters to me. Rejection doesn't shatter my self-image, but sometimes leads to self-doubt, which I found to be so accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, And according to my test approval is all that should matter to me which I found to be like kind of wrong I was kind of in a mood when I took the test so I wonder if I took it like right now if the results would be different but it was it was pretty interesting to like it was like a lot of questions I don't know how many I want to say like 30 but I feel like there might have been more sometimes I would find myself being like I want to give that answer but this is more accurate and so I answered it in certain ways. So all those things are circumstantial, right, into, like, your mood that day. But I thought it was pretty interesting that they actually have a self-esteem test. Like, I googled self-esteem test, (laughs) and it, like, popped up. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to fuck around and find out. And I thought it was pretty cool, so I'm going to put that and link that for people. Do you feel that you have a better understanding of what self-esteem and self-confidence are now that we've talked?
1: I mean, yeah, I... I mean, I, I kind of walked into this with a pretty good understanding of it, but like knowing that, I mean, this pretty much goes with anything, but like knowing like you're not the only one that thinks this way Mm -hmm. is helpful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I think it's funny, honestly. Yeah. Cause it's just like, I spent my whole life trapped in my head, Mm -hmm. you know, even like, cause I listen to a lot of like comedy on like Pandora or whatever. Yeah. Right. And so, I don't remember who it was, but there was a comedian that said something about finding, uh, like, he was basically, like, driving down the road, and, or no, he was on his way home, hoping to catch his girlfriend, like, blowing somebody. Yep. <laughs> right? He and, was like, getting dark. Yeah, so, like, basically, because when he gets into a relationship, like, basically, he's, he's like, fuck, here goes three years, because he won't break up with them, and he won't, like, he'll just, like, continue to be in the relationship until the, he, yeah. like, catches them fucking up or whatever, right? And so, yeah. like, he was like, oh, I just, you know, I fantasize about her just fucking gobbling a knob when I walk through the door or whatever, and then, like, oh, you can't do that, and then, like, walks out the door. <laughs> and uh, and I've had that thought before. Right. You know, not now, but, like, in past relationships, I'm like, God, I just wish that she would cheat on me or something.
0: Right. <laughs> so I can catch her and move on. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like... So, like, that's a weird Yeah, and to example, hear someone else but, like, have
0: that thought being like, oh, my gosh, I'm not crazy.
1: Yeah. It's just, like, it, I find comfort in that I don't I'm, I don't think things that other people don't think about themselves or others or whatever. Like, we all have common ground to stand on. We all go through the same shit. Yep. So, and, like, the biggest part of that is just communication. Is like, if you can be open with somebody about that kind of stuff, you'll never know what you can find out or the help that you can or can't receive. And, yeah. So there's there's a lot of power in just being vulnerable and getting through that that first step. Uh, <laughs> shameless plug, um, total shameless plug. And uh, turn over your will, just, and your life. Yeah, and, and just getting like, gosh, it sounded like uh, Satan. Give me your life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not the same. Yeah.
1: Um, so like it's it's just like trying to find yourself, like the real you. Like, not, like, the, what mask do I want to put on today? Yeah. What do people
0: want me to be today?
1: Yeah, fuck all that. Who do you want to be today? So exhausting. Yeah, for sure. But And we we all have those days. Yeah, and like I said, nobody's perfect, and as soon as you expect perfection, you're going to fail. Because it's just not going to fucking happen. Yep. So, I think that uh, everybody can learn from each other as long as they're receptive to it. Obviously, the first step is just facing that fear.
0: Well... Thank you for coming and talking with me today and being a part of my podcast. Fun fact, everybody. Alex is the first person I've recorded with. Send it. Yes. (laughs) So we're going to full send it. Yeah.
1: Well, I honestly appreciate your time and uh, thanks for letting me be a part of this. I think it's really cool what you're doing. Yeah, this is going to go somewhere, you know? I think this will help people. And if it doesn't, that's fine, too.
0: Yeah, if nobody listens, I'm fine with it. I'm going to be able to look back one day and know that I created something that at least my friends and I, the people who make it with me, can relate to.
1: Yeah.
0: We got to sit down and talk about nothing for an hour and ten minutes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I dig it.
0: Hell yeah. I'm going to start my own one. Signing out. If you've enjoyed this episode of the But to alternatives podcast please subscribe rate and review you can also find more information including links to our social medias and some of the things that we discussed today at our website but to alternatives.com we really enjoyed having you here with us today and please always remember make smart choices
1: <laughs> all right introduction <laughs>